Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Bam, we're live. Three deuces this morning. Do that, do you ever drop a deuce and then double back again? Yeah, like, like you drop it, you drop a deuce, you know, you finish, you do whatever, wash your hands, maybe start to get dressed again. And then you're like, oh. <laughs> today was three three deuces wow yeah that's a record and my wife always says to me you're shitting again I'm like yeah i think she's jealous i'm and i'm not even joking <laughs> you get three i haven't even gone once i just looked at my roadcaster and it wants to update the firmware and like i want to do it so bad but it would like fuck the whole show up for 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't do that i so want to do it hey in the oh, early days when goodness. we started the podcast, Susa, I would uh, <laughs> I would come in and I would see my computer needs to be updated. And with like four minutes left, I'd do it. And then it would pop up and say, the process is going to take 40 minutes. And oh, like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I went to a 15-year affiliate uh, reunion yesterday. Yeah, how was that? I, I, the owner's cool. The gym's beautiful. The, uh, it was a, to be honest with you, it was a little depressing. What? Um, why? Why? <laughs> um, cause I, 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 you could tell how hard the guy worked. He has a kid, he has a wife, he's got over a hundred people there at the party. And mm. you could just, I, just from talking to him, I could tell life is still like a struggle. Mm. you know what i mean he's not yeah. he's not he's been doing it for 15 years and he's not sitting on a two like a, a duplex somewhere that he's and he, he's not getting ahead yeah it's he's not getting ahead. he's so not getting ahead allison what's up girl yo it actually wasn't in san diego it was in san bernardino county what's up allison long time good to see you girl oh. allison are you not posting on your instagram i just started following you again yesterday on my new account um and it looked like you had, I was like, has she not posted in two years? I wonder what you're up to. Kenneth, what's up, dude? Good morning. Boy, so many, so many things. This, there was this lady at the, um, at the affiliate party. What do you call that? 15 year party, 15 year anniversary, yeah. 15 year celebration. Mm -hmm. Both. Yeah. And she was so fucking attractive. And, um, uh, no makeup, uh, just had her hair in a ponytail. Uh, I don't know how old she was. I couldn't tell if she was 30, 40, or 50. Her husband was there, really cool dude. She was so, I mean, she just stood out. She was so attractive. Hmm. And she was really nice, and I hung out with her a bunch, and I talked to her. And um, when we left, she gives me this big, huge, hug, crazy hug. And um, she goes, you know, I really like you. And she looked down, she like, she looked me over, like looked my body over with her eyes. And she's like, I really like, I forget how she said it, but I really like, I really like how feminine you are or something like that. It was something, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, 
it was crazy though it was it was it was wild and i've been wearing these joggers that i got in the gains box mm -hmm. these um cartel barbell cartel joggers and i've been pretty I, I really like them and it's all i wear now but i'm starting to think that i look like um roman krennikov like I, I think like maybe i've it looks like i'm wearing almost like lululemons do you know what i mean like skin tight uh -huh. pants yeah <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking like maybe i should not like maybe i'm Maybe I shouldn't be wearing. Maybe I shouldn't be wearing these. <laughs> out. I don't know. But she scanned me up and down, and she no, told wait. me. I'm, <laughs> she scans you, and then but, says but maybe I'm also in denial. Maybe you, you know, you know, like the gay kid in high school. Um, he's good looking. He hangs out with all the hot chicks. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I, I got the, like she was saying. Friends. I like being. You're safe. You, you're like you're impotent. You're safe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like maybe maybe I'm just walking around looking like that, but I don't have the rest of it to like like if that's. If that's if that's you know just straight gay what he's wearing like and by gay I mean like <laughs> if that's apparel that's supposed to seduce men, then maybe but but he's got enough muscle to compensate it and other things going on that he doesn't straight turn into like hey that guy's on grinder. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Someone you're having a midlife crisis. That's <laughs> not what it is. Jeffrey's got it figured out for us. Wait, Olivia, I, I told you that before. Oh, what did she say? Oh, she did. What did she say? What, where is that? It's just right here. But she just said, I told, I told you that before. Oh, man. You did tell me that, that, uh, man. So do, do I have to stop? I do. I need to stop wearing these. Cause I started like, I, as we were flying back from San Diego and I was like dozing off in my sleep. I'm like, so is everywhere I've go, been going for the last two months, all the other parents are like, Hey, that, that father's in transition. <laughs> you're, do, you, do you have any people in your circle who are going through transition like anyone who goes to your gym or like you mean like, like not not like transitioning from like male to female but just like a, a no 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 life. no i mean that like like the like the like you go to starbucks and there's a dude there and all of a sudden every day you go there for the last three years he's getting more and more feminine and one day he's a girl do you, do you um, have anyone in your in your in your circle yeah yeah yeah, we I, did. We so, did. <laughs> so I'm wondering, it, it, are people like, man? <laughs> at least I cut my hair. Someone in the comments said that I look like a um, Italian bag lady, and I and I told when I looked in the mirror, I was when I had my hair long, I was like, oh yeah, I see that. Like you know what I mean? Like she lost her. Um, what are those things called that you squeeze and you in your girl? Like, you know, your girl's looking in the mirror and she's pulling hair. Tweezers. It was like, I, I look like an Italian lady who lost her tweezers. <laughs> if you're a woman, I know you get that. You know exactly what I'm saying. Oh, Olivia's going hard. What? And that sucks, too, because she's hot as fuck. That's the last. I know. Up. That's why I keep bringing you, it up. <laughs> you look like Roman and need to quit that look. It's not attractive. Shit. All right. Okay. All right. Now, here's the other side. There's this um, video. I'll play this video for you. This video is. I, I did not enjoy this video at all. And then I didn't know who this was. Let me see if you know who this is. Do you know who this is? And do you know, do you recognize any of these people in this picture? Don't read anything. I don't think no. it says their name. Okay. You, no, so you don't no. recognize these people. Okay. No. One of these people, you know. Oh. And okay. I did. I, I watched this video last night. Um, my wife sent it to me last night and I watched it. I'm like, this is so stupid. Oh. And then this, but I wouldn't tell my wife that. I'm like, oh, okay, huh? Actually, I would tell her. <laughs> and then this morning, she told me about it. I'm like, yeah, that was stupid. But 
then she told me who's who it is in the video. You know who it is very clearly. But listen, listen to this video. It's kind of long. Here we go. Sure. Of my niece and I, from one weekend morning, she'd slept over, and we got up and we're having tea and playing cards and having this beautiful morning. It was great. I felt great about it. And my sweet little niece reposted it a couple of days later, and interesting things happened. The amount of people that felt absolutely required to talk about how terrible I looked in the picture. That I'm not aging well, that I look like a man. Why would I even post a picture like this when I look that terrible? People saying, God, I didn't even recognize her. This is what she looks like. And then the fights that break out within the comments where someone says, you should be nice. Why should I be nice? She looks terrible. And people start fighting within the comments. I was amazed at what that made me feel. And I'm a 50-year-old woman, and I know who I am. And still, my feelings got hurt. I was so hurt that people couldn't see the point of it, the sweetness of it, the absolute shining joy of that photo. And I thought, God, what if I was 15? That's just devastating. And it really made me see all the things about hearts and clicks and likes. And you realize there is something neurological about this whole system. It was fascinating to me. And I think it taught me a lot about being a young person in today's society. I posted a picture. Um, Yeah. I thought after, yeah, after we, after it started playing, I was like, oh, wait. So I didn't know till this morning. And the thing is, is um, there's no, I don't think there's any amount of Sevon, you're fugly or you look like you suck cock for a living that could affect me. (laughs) (laughs) That's, so that's the other flip side of it. Like, I get, I don't care at all um i i think maybe i pretend like i care because it's a safe place to pretend like it's a um you know how like a magician would use sleight of hand and be like look over here look over here look over here so i pretend like i care so it keeps all the attacks over here like i'm like look there's that hurts attack me over there but really like it doesn't <laughs> you, <laughs> you know what i mean yeah because yeah. god forbid you actually say something that actually hurts me like someone posted in the comments, the level, it, what a waste of money it is to take the level one. That hurts me way more than, um, mm. hey, you look like you suck dick for a living and you look like you're trained to Italian bag lady. I mean, look, look at this. There's a crazy comment in here already. Let me see this one. Um, uh, Bernie. Uh, won't Sevon always be? It's look. It, it just is. This guy's just like de- delegating reality. <laughs> <laughs> not. It's not even a discussion. Won't it? Won't Sevon always be the artsy feminine dude who probably has a hammer, but he's just not a masculine presence in the room. Man. <laughs> Damn, oh, bird. Man. Damn. Oh man. Uh, Augustus Link, insult Sevy all you want. Just don't say anything bad about Greg or anything Greg made. Yeah, I do like the interaction. And and I and at what Allison says, I see how it could mess with the teenager for sure. That's the oh, thing. Yeah. That's the thing. First of all, I think 
I, I, when I look at this picture, I just see two beautiful women who obviously just woke up in the morning. And so for anyone to call them ugly, and I don't mean this, I want to say this without the sort the normal like showmanship that I usually say in the morning. But if you're attracted to tattoos and fake boobs and collagen and makeup and high heels and um, deodorants and shampoos and fancy cars and, and all of that stuff to what make if that if those are the things that that your radar attracts you to and um, the smell of uh, synthetic toothpaste on people's breasts and all that. I'm 100 percent certain as I am about anything that something's wrong with you. You, you're, you should be in your healthiest state. You should be attracted to someone who just walks out of the ocean with their hair looking thick as shit from salt water with no makeup on and the sun shining on them with natural lighting with a smile on their face. And they've been living that lifestyle for 10 years. These guys, you know that who's the guy who goes on Joe Rogan's podcast and other podcasts and he's like the, um, the guru guy. He was really big a couple years ago and he's always saying all these wise things. Uh, someone will say in the comments, but he's just this hairy old guy. Mm, okay. And he has a name that starts with an S like Sidhu or. Oh, Sen, Sen, Sen Guru or. Yeah. Good job. <clears throat> Susan. Yeah. That guy doesn't look like for a second that anyone's worried about whether he's attractive or fuckable. Mm -mm, Sen Guru. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the, do you remember the, the guy on the Simpsons? He was the farmer and he was an old man. And then in some episodes he would just tear off his shirt and he was all jacked and shit. Yeah. Willie's Willie, the groundskeeper. Is that, is that, is that, that who you think? No, not in, in liver King. Like you see liver King and you should know right away. Something's wrong there too. Yeah. Do you believe this? Let me take a few steps back. Do you think that there's something here? So. The other day I'm driving and there's someone I hadn't thought of in like three years. And then two hours later they call me mm -hmm. and I haven't talked to him in three years or, um, this used to happen all the time at mm -hmm. work because I spent so much time with Dave and Greg. Um, I would say something to Dave and he'd be like, how do you know that? And I'm like, I don't know that. I'm just asking you. And you're just on sync with these people. You're on just, there, there's a, a, a comms going on out there. I'm not talking about nuances and gestures or like what boxers see if someone flinches. They know that that hip movement is, means a roundhouse is coming. I'm talking about maybe like something in the ether that this thing that we call space isn't really space. That mm -hmm. we are actually in something that has form and somehow we're all communicating in a way that we don't know we're communicating. Yeah. Do, do you buy that? Does, does everyone buy that? Is there anyone who doesn't buy that? I should ask Greg that because he's extremely logical. I wonder if he buys that. Uh, yeah. I think you, I think to a certain degree, and even the more success that you've had in life, I think you even buy it even more. Right. And if you don't, you're ignoring it. And I, I always think they're like frequencies. And sometimes you can get like really tuned into someone's frequency to where like, you know, it's all fuzzy, it's fuzzy. Then you hit the knob and it's like in sync. Yeah. That's the way I kind of like visualize it as it's happening. In, in, one of the most powerful ones I had was. I was in, I was, I wasn't in college, but I was living in the college town and I was dating Haley at the time. And for about two weeks, I all of a sudden got really paranoid. I was going to die. It was so strange. Mm. I started getting this crazy paranoia. I started being terrified of my own death. And then lo and behold, 
one about two weeks after having that i was walking one night and that's the night i saw the guy in the car hit five people and kill them and jump out and scream i'm the angel of death oh wow wow and i re i remember that night telling Haley, oh shit it wasn't my own death like somehow i had some awareness that this was gonna something was gonna happen but mm -hmm. my but because my frequency my the fidelity of my understanding it wasn't my own death it was someone else's mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. death just death yeah and it you was just interpreted as your own but yeah because of the ego mm -hmm. or whatever because it's all it's always all about you me mm -hmm. i mm -hmm. yeah that's crazy stuff like that happens all the time i feel like too and and so if you if, if we if we buy that notion mm -hmm. then all of these other things would just be interference with it the cell phone the fake boobs the high heels the deodorants that yeah. all the things that would come in that would interfere with that signal mm -hmm. that frequency those comms what's your point sevi so when i see julia roberts here or and i see people in that space they haven't put it in context or relativity with the humanity that they are swimming in we are not we are not swimming in we're not swimming with creatures that are have high quality discernment of what is attractive we are not we, we are not and, and what and i guess at the end of the day what would be the best mate for um the pure procurement of the success of the species i remember one time greg said to me you know why the jews are so successful right and i go no why he said they find hard work as an intelligence as sexy mm -hmm. so they're open to it they're looking for it some somehow that yeah somehow in that culture they have found hard work and intelligence as sexy and so forth that they make based on that premise yeah well imagine finding a culture that doesn't value hard work and thinks that things should be owed right what would that produce right there's this yeah <sighs> do you remember being a kid what about this again i don't have the answer to this. do you remember that being a kid and people would be you'd be like how do you know when you're going to get married and people would be like you just know yeah D did you just know how did you know i guess after like a long time you're like <clears throat> oh this is my girlfriend and then you go ah that doesn't really describe the relationship as it should be it's more than just that. Do, do you th I think some people just get married because it's it's probably on some level, hey, I need to do this so I can get on to the next thing. A hundred percent. And I think the younger kids get married like that. It's not, it doesn't end well. <laughs> or, or, or it's logical. Okay, she's a nurse. She's stable. She, um, I mean, I'm speaking from the man's point of view. She's attractive. She, they don't, they don't do the long-term look like, okay, she she thinks well and we can get through some really hard i could get through some really hard i mean that's probably a good a barometer i could get yeah. through some really hard times with this girl hey do could we live in a van together mm-hmm mm -hmm. yeah and i think you you definitely have to i think there's a book called like 101 questions uh to to answer before getting married or something like that 
Is it but it good? starts to break that good? down. I don't know. I actually didn't. I didn't listen to, or didn't listen to it or read it. But uh, um, it was basically the premise of it from some of the stuff I watched was just like a- asking those big life questions, so that way it's not a surprise, because most people won't. And the number one question it was around the most is finances. Oh. Because that's the number one, number one reason for divorce is finances. And so like, if you're somebody who's like, "Ah, I don't really care, we'll do this. I don't, you know, it's not important to me. I don't have a savings or we just are going in two separate directions with that. Like that's something that you can't just ignore because eventually that's not going to work. And so it kind of leads you down questions like that. I think um, this is going to, this is uh, on the most superficial level. I'm just throwing this out here as a, as a immediate quick thought. I find it okay for a woman to be attracted to a man who she thinks is going to make a lot of money or who has a lot of money because that offers stability, right? Right. That Security, offers, stability. Uh, yeah. Someone who can repair the refrigerator without worrying about it. They'll be at peace. They won't be stressed out. They can yeah. pay the rent. And um, I think for a man to be attracted to a woman, um, he should find a woman that's really attracted to him. Like, I think as a man, you need a woman who's like crazy attracted to you. Like, don't worry how much you're attracted to her. You need a woman who is like really, really attracted to you. Mm-hmm. Like who you are. Yeah. In champions, you doesn't want to like slow you down or deter yeah. you from what you're trying to go after. Because as a as a man, especially as, as a man, you're going to have these needs from a woman, and they're going to come naturally and easier for her if she's really attracted to you. So if you think that, oh, well, I'm not as attracted to her, I, th- I think that that could be a uh... – oh, Jay Hartle, marry your hype woman. <laughs> Yeah. So, so addicted to your scent. Well, that's interesting. You say that because my wife to this day loves the way I smell. Loves, 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 loves the way I smell. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's as simple as that. Could be. Anyway. So someone called me a home, some hot chick called me a homo at the party and, (laughs) and then Julie, and then Julia Roberts kind of got me thinking, it's like, dude, like, it's so obvious to me. You're not unattractive. And, but also I like what Allison said too. If you're a young kid, I mean, I used to walk around with, a, I had a brush everywhere with me in high school. So I could always, I was obsessed with brushing my hair, making sure my hair looked perfect. I had one in my truck, one in my backpack, one in my locker. When I was in the second grade, I carried a comb in my back pocket. Did you ever carry, <laughs> did you ever carry a comb in your back pocket? No. No. Fuck. I was cool. Sounds cool. <laughs> Did any kids at your school? <laughs> Did any kids at your school carry a comb in your back pocket? Well, I specifically remember the one that was made to look like a switchblade, but when you flick the button, it like opened up into a comb. And you I like... have, I, I got those for my kids. Back pocket. <laughs> oh, see, like Cody says it too. Switchblade comb. <laughs> uh, back. Oh, I had this one. I'll show you. I had this one. I'll show you which one I had. I had this one, and and the handle would hang out of my back pocket like that. Yeah, I watched too much Grease. Yeah, it was like that. Oh, I watched dang. I watched Grease a hundred times as a dang, kid. Right? Look at you. Yeah. Reminds yeah. me of a comb <laughs> Uncle Bob used to carry. He was cool. Did he have one in his back pocket? Yeah. Now I haven't used a brush or a comb 
I can't remember. <laughs> it's been over 30 years. My kids don't my kids my kids don't use brushes or combs. I wonder if they're gonna go through that. Yeah, Fonz. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. I was a happy yeah, I like I like happy days too. I love Fonzie. Oh yeah, Fonzie. I, did Fonzie carry a comb in his back pocket? Yeah, and then he would do like pull it. Oh out yeah, pull yeah, it. yeah. Okay, okay. Hey. <laughs> All right. Hey, has any of the boys started like rebelling against your the way you want them to dress or just superficial shit that now they're trying to take control of? No, but my wife uh, told me yesterday, she's like, hey, I don't I don't really think the boys should be wearing girls' pants anymore. <laughs> Which is I, ironic given her whole conversation right now. She's like, hey, uh, for those of you who don't know, my boys are always in these they're girl stretch pants that I just get on Amazon, and then they wear wife beaters. They look like ballerinas, and then they wear uh they look like male ballerinas. And they wear and then they wear wife beaters and then they wear Argyle vests and on top of that they wear Argyle sweater, just always. Yeah, Grace calls it the uniform. The uniform, yeah. They got the uniform. Yeah. And my wife was like, and, and they're they're pretty yoked, and they they all have like huge asses because of how much squatting and jumping we do. I mean, we do a lot of squatting and jumping. And so they have these little bulbous asses, and it's pretty funny. I I, <laughs> I I'm not I'm not going to um I'm not going to uh, push back on it at all. Uh, good morning. Do, do other parents trip out when they see like Avi's arm? He's, it's no. not a normal arm, dude. Like his I, shoulder and his tricep. It's like, it's not, it doesn't look, you know, it I looks can't, normal in anatomy, but not on somebody his age. You know? Yeah. I can't believe more people don't trip on it. Mm -hmm. I noticed it right away in the videos when he pulls himself up on something. I'm like, damn, how is his arms look better than mine? <laughs> yeah. His arms, his arms, his arms and his chest and his shoulders yeah. and his back. Yeah. And all of them are starting to get like that. It's crazy. He looks like a. It's starting to become like um like a Greek god like chiseled out of the marble. You know, you know, you just see like with like just like crazy ripped and like everything's defined from like those statues. You're like, oh, that's how you build it like that. You just start him when they're fucking five. <laughs> By the time he's twenty five, it'll just be. We were at the skate park the other day, and um, he was wearing blue underwear, like dark blue underwear, like tidy whities. And I could see it through the back of his pants. He had ripped a flap in the back of his girl's stretch pants. And he comes over to me and he takes off his helmet and sweat's pouring out. And he sits down and he's like, God, I got a tear in my pants. He goes, I'm done skating. And I look at him and I go, please don't tell me you give a shit that people can see your underwear. He goes, no, I don't give a shit. <laughs> he goes, I'm just tired. I'm like, oh, God. Because if, if I tore a hole in my pants and I was nine years old, that'd be it. I'd done. run to the car and be crying. Yeah. Yeah. If someone saw my underwear, I'd be to oh, toast. For sure. I so don't want him to be a little bitch. I wonder how me. much of that has to do with public school. Probably. Yeah. He's well, you know what's funny? We were hanging out with some kids the other day and the kids called him fat. They said he was fat. <laughs> I know. He has a fucking eight pack and someone yeah, called what? him fat. Yeah. That's okay. He told me that. I'm like, what do you think? He's all they're fucking crazy. He's like, I'm so buff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I remember I got in trouble. My dad took away like my baggy jeans in the fifth grade. And I had to go to school with like normal sized jeans on. And then yeah. you would have thought like the world fucking. I still remember it now at 36. You know, you, you were traumatized. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got in trouble and was like, guess what? You're not wearing any of this dumb shit to school. Put on oh. a polo in the in the tighter, you know, slack pants. And I was like, no. And it's not because I really cared how I like dressed in it. It was fine. It was comfortable. But I just knew 
Yeah. I was going to go to school and everybody's going to look at me and I was going to feel like a weirdo. Did you get picked on? Like or did average that, did, picked on. Oh, no, but like, did anyone say anything about those pants you wore that day? I can't even remember, to be honest, mm. but I just remember how I felt trying to like wear them to school. <clears throat> There were so I was at the airport the other day. Uh, I was at the the pri private airport. It's all fucking filthy rich people, and we're getting into Greg's beautiful plane. And I, there's a plane next to me, and it's a father and and wife and the two kids. And the kids were dressed. I would ne I would be so bummed if my kids were dressed like that. Like you couldn't see their bodies at all. They were in the baggiest pants and the baggiest shirt, mm. and it just looked. It looked cumbersome. It looked like in a heavy wind, it would catch their clothes and blow them away. Do you know? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, fail. oh, my God. My boy, if my boys ever start dressing like, and, and all their skater friends dress like that. So all the skater friends dress in, like, when we go to the skate park, you know, my kids are always amongst the best skaters there, if not the, usually the best. But occasionally there's kids who are better. But all the kids are dressed in all the skater gear. Mm -hmm. Baggy shirt the the special skater shoes the crazy baggy pants yeah um they don't even strap their helmet all the way oh, of course and my not. kids and my, but no but those kids all love my kids like they all gravitate oh, yeah. to, to my kids they like you know they uh but yeah it's a it's a it's a trip yeah your boys definitely have a, a magnetic pool i imagine it's probably really strong at the skate park because not Crazy. often do you see kids that like that like roll up and then all of a sudden you just start seeing them shredding and you're like, oh, it's like it's attractive, you know. And they're not and they're not dicks about it either. Some kids will come to the skate park and just start going as hard as they can to let every kid there know how good they are. Oh yeah. Yep. My my kids don't do that shit at all. Yeah, they used to be assholes at the skate park sometimes. Just they just chill. I went to the um when I went to this uh, 15 year reunion, they had a uh CEO flag banner that vindicate cells like this, cool. like this, like this thing. Yep. That was that, that, act, that made me feel good. And yep. they had the OG culture one up. Cool. And the owner pulled me aside and he said, Hey, I just want to tell you, uh, you're the realest dude ever. And I really appreciate what you're doing to maintain the culture at CrossFit and just keep it real. And it, it and I was, and I just stood there stoic I didn't want to like give like a dumb like smile or I stood there and I just said, thank you. And it, it, it hit me because that's the second time I've heard that kind of in a week or two that the compliments Chris Cooper gave me the other day kind of like hit me hard too. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I don't usually hear any of that or I don't get that feedback, but basically like, Hey, you're, you're a, a cornerstone of what is CrossFit. Mm hmm. And, More and so it, than the company. Right. I, I, I think that's, that's right. Crazy. Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> yeah. I think that's right. I know. I, I was bummed I missed you too, Sleeky. Greg and I were looking for you. Me yeah. and Greg and Dale uh, were looking for you. Oh, so you know who I'm talking about, who had the crazy hot wife there too. My God, she's beautiful. Holy shit. We were with shit. Dale too. That's cool. Yeah, it was fun. Which Dale, was, Saran or? Saran, yeah. Okay. Cool. I just got to sit in the plane and listen to him and Greg talk about smart shit. Dale, so they're so funny too. Yeah, we were we were yeah, laughing yeah. so hard. Yeah, I, I every time I've had the pleasure of being around Dale Surround for a little bit, he's got incredible stories. Great stories and amazing pictures to back it up. Like he was he was telling us the wildest shit from his past career, and I'm looking at him like, is, is this guy for real with all this? And he's like, okay, hold on. And he goes through all the pictures, and he's like. 
show it's kind of like a forrest gump moment where you're like you did all that seriously and then he like shows you all the pictures as he's go as he's talking about it and you're like oh shit <laughs> he he we went into the fbo the the little airport fancy airport and they had a grand piano there and it's this huge room with like a you know there would like be like a mclaren parked inside there you know that like someone's selling and then mm. a bunch of big models of airplanes around and the fanciest coffee machine that you can just use and it's just a place where all the rich people wait and then there's a grand piano and the ceilings are high they're like 50 60 70 foot ceilings like airplane oh, wow. and dale gets in there and walks right over to the piano and starts playing this classical music on the piano <laughs> and it echoes in the whole place i'll post the video it was really cool that's that is really cool. I've always been jealous of people that could do that, but I've never been committed enough to learn piano to do it myself. <laughs> you think you would learn a musical instrument? You think they're still I, like it's something you see in your future? Um, I would love to. It's just time allocation. Uh, yeah, I lived at the old house that I lived at the house for de degenerates is what we called it. That had a drum set in it. And one of the um, one of my roommates was like one of these guys that it didn't matter what the instrument was like he could pick it up and start playing it like crazy like his family came from musical background and stuff like that and so i learned the easiest of the instruments during that time which was drums how was that guy's height how was that guy's like um hygiene <laughs> people who low, are low people, to poor low yeah to people poor. who are really yeah see <laughs> that's, that's the thing that, yeah. that's the thing time allocation there's a trade-off yeah like the dude who's really, really good at all the instruments, he's not so he's not so much worried about brushing his hair. You're absolutely right. Like he or even like getting a haircut. But no, no, not disgusting. But yeah, definitely low on the list. Yeah, yeah. He's worn those pants for five days in a row. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I change my pants three times a day. Yeah. Just and I can't play anything. That. Yeah, you're yeah. right. He was. He was. <laughs> I got this email from a guy. And it said, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Hey, it was pretty aggressive. I don't, I don't know the guy. And says, Hey, uh, your behind the scenes would do way better if you finished it earlier and quicker and released it closer to the event date. And he went on and on, like six sentences too long, pounding it into me. Mm. And I wanted to say something like kind of crazy to him, but I didn't. I just wrote back, Okay, thanks. Then in the morning, he wrote back, hey, I'm just telling you, um, if, if you'd released it earlier, I would have paid 20 50 or $100 for it. Sorry if I came across like a dick. And then this time I didn't respond. Yeah. And, and first of all, so, so you guys know, the, the behind the scenes doesn't make any money. No matter, the, the, let's, say, let's say the behind the scenes, I'll tell you, let's say the behind the scenes cost $60,000 to make, right? So you have to pay all you have to pay the editors um, as much as I joke around with you guys that no one gets paid. People get paid. People are putting in a lot of a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And then you have to fly the team of six people out there to Madison and. You have to you, you want to pay for their food and you got to buy an extra camera here and you just everyone wants to be treated right. And then the benefit for the Sevon podcast is, is that it's just incredible uh, for our brand value, right, for lack of a better word just draws a ton of traffic here makes you guys like me more makes you listen to shows like this more so there's a synergy there right so it's a susan and i do it and um we know we know that no matter what when we release it it's going to be good mm -hmm. straight to the point jay hardle when are we getting episode 11 uh right after the show you'll get it let, let me address that really quick too j just so you know because some people don't know and, and i understand they don't know 
the goal was just to release one every Monday or Wednesday. But I, but I want you to know that all of you who gave the money up, uh, who, who, who are paying for the memberships, you're helping us like raise the money to pay for the taxes on the $60,000 we got to pay for it. And that you're helping us save money to do, we, we used a bunch of the money to go water Palooza. We're just pumping the money back in, but I feel zero obligation to actually release one every Monday and Wednesday, besides the fact that I'm doing it as hard as I can. So if I, if we ever uh, renege on that or you don't get them or something, uh, that was on you. You took the risk. Time code that 36 minutes. Mm -hmm. Anytime you give us money, you're doing it in good faith. We're, we're everyone, everyone on the team is trying as hard as they can. Everyone on the team is working uh, is available 24 hours, 365 days a year with the other people to make sure that this gets out. And there's so many hands involved from the final thing of Dave actually um, watching them. And it's a lot to ask Dave with his full-time job to watch all 15 episodes. And so he's fallen behind a little bit. And so mm -hmm. what we've been doing is we've been releasing them without even showing him. And, and so the risk of that is that he could be like, um, we look at them and I make sure that there's nothing in there that I think Dave would be concerned about, of course. But the risk of that is, is Dave could be like, hey, fuck you. You're not doing that again. Blah, blah. You know. So there's a whole game going on. There's a whole, the game's not the right word. There's a whole process going on for us to try to get these out as fast as possible. But if you're a member, you're just a member because you're a good dude and you see that we're working hard and that we don't, you're just helping us. Uh, you're, you're voting with your money to keep us doing what we do. So just so you know. So there's a few people now who are writing, hey, I thought these were going to come out every Monday, Wednesday. Yes, yeah, so did we. Yeah, yeah. But we're not, we're not, no one's sitting around like this. We're not, I'm not at the arcade or at the bar drinking or none of that shit. I'm, I'm yeah, this and is my life. Also, to that point, we also never said, hey, when you become a member, you're going to have two Waterpalooza documentaries. And we yeah, that. that all, yeah, all and that. And that. you guys are going to so, get more too. There's, we, there's going to be yeah. more great shit coming out, but, um, yeah, there might even be something from the uh, health summit eventually. In, in heart, right, right, for something great coming from the health summit. Jay Hartle, when are we getting episode? And I didn't take what Jay is saying in that group, by the way. I know Jay's not complaining that it's late. I know he's just excited to see it. I didn't mean to put that on uh, Hartle. 99% of you guys are like, get get it. I know. Mm -hmm. But there's a few people who aren't regular listeners to the show, so they don't realize what a shit show it is, and they think it's like like we're Coca-Cola and shit, and our, like our new Coke's coming out tomorrow. No. We're just, <laughs> we're just cruising. We're, we're just cruising. Uh, Lauren, have either of you read Do Hard Things? I have not. Mm -mm, I have not either. Single ski water skiers. So, so this guy writes it to me, writes that to me, and I'm thinking – he he doesn't know how much it costs. He doesn't know how long it is to edit. He doesn't realize – really think about this for a second on all the implications. The CrossFit Games behind the scene is the most viewed content minute by minute, minute-wise, minutes viewed than any content in the CrossFit – for sure at CrossFit HQ Games or .com of any content made worldwide. Like anything that like the Buttery Bros have done or in, and anything that Mayhem's done, anything these other powerhouses have done. And, and unfairly also, it's because there's more episodes and they're longer. But just know it's the most minutes watched, hands down. And the second most minutes watched ever or the, and the most minutes watched on .com ever of any content is the Killing the Fat Man series. So those are both my projects. I was both, I was been there since 2008. I'm uh, arguably the greatest chief marketing officer that's ever lived on fucking planet earth. 
someone, someone in, 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 I'm doing it all. There's no, there's no, I don't have any long-term business plan. That all sits in Sousa's head. I'm just a cow out in the field eating grass and Sousa moves me from field to field. <laughs> <laughs> so you have, I just want to put that in perspective for you. So when people are like giving me these advices and stuff, like you, um, you're, you're the, you're the kind of person, some of it, I, I'm, and I'm really open to a lot of feedback. There's people in my group who like, I, like Will Branstetter, I respect the fuck out of him. If he were to be like, do this, I would just do it. Yeah. Susan, I would just do it. I don't even care if yeah. he's wrong. I just want, I, I, I appreciate how he just wants to try certain things, but you wouldn't tell a base jumper, Hey dude, uh, your, your craft would be way cheaper if you didn't, um, wear a squirrel suit, just jump. <laughs> it'll be your last jump and it'll be super cheap. And, and that person's accurate, but but they don't understand what happens when you hit the bottom or it's just it's just really poor advice, even though it makes perfect sense to them. And I get and I get the other day, this is not a dig at Keith Knapp, but someone's like, hey, you should hire Keith Knapp because he'll teach you about brand marketing. <laughs> and I'm just like. The librarian has read Dr. Seuss in front of kids 3,000 times. She is not going to teach Jay-Z shit about rap. Or if she is, she better, she better like come start with her credentials up front. So, Sean M., uh, you mean before we get to behind the scenes, number 11, we got to watch this whole dumb show? No, you go take a shit or something or go outside and throw a tennis ball against the wall and catch it with your right and left hand 200 times when you're done. Unbroken, of course. Does Trump have shoes? Sevy, you need to compete with Trump and make your own CEO shoes. I like that picture. You think that's America or you think that's a foreign land? At first, I thought it was a was a, like foreign, like Italy or something. Because of the architecture of the bridge? Yeah. But I just like it because it looks like it's at like sunset and the lights are coming on and that's a... That's a cool vacation shot. You can be sitting there with the spicy Mark as the sun's going down, looking at that yeah. bridge. You know that's yeah, thank be good. you. You know your audience, spicy Mark. <laughs> <clears throat> so there's that. Um, but just just doing some house cleaning, just some thought thoughts I've been having. Mm -hmm. Release the release the behind the scenes closer to the games to get more views, maybe. But you know that was something that Dave was always telling me too. How come you can't do it faster? And I've in my and I'm open to that, and I hear it. It's just the way it's just the way it was said, and that I don't know his credentials, and that that guy probably doesn't know the context that one of that. Hey, it's been doing amazing. It's been doing amazing, and hey, and part of me also like I don't expect, um, I don't expect anyone to uh, be to to know that either. I expect people maybe to to be aware of or open to the idea that there's stuff they don't know. Um, but e even the people, so, so there's a woman over there who's second in command at the CrossFit games. Her name's Heather Lawrence. She, her, and she's like, you know, Dave's main general. And she has been absolutely amazing through the entire filming of the behind the scenes. And then as we make the episode, she's been giving us compliments that she probably doesn't realize how powerful they are, how much, how much they like mean to us. Yeah. Mean to us. 
But everyone else at H, no one else at HQ is saying great job or thanks for the commercials or any of that. But I also don't expect it because I know everyone else has their head down and is doing their own shit. Mm -hmm. So I don't expect it at all. Um, and, and, and we're crazy overstimulated here over at the Sevon podcast because everything's crazy. We're about to have our biggest fucking month ever. I mean, it is, it is absolutely, our numbers are just absolutely nuts right now. We're just, we're on a terror. So. Hey, can I ask you a question real quick please, about the frequency please. thing from the please. earlier in the show? Please. I wanted to ask you this. Hey, have you heard of that? And I haven't read or listened to this, but have you heard of that book called The Secret? And it's like about the manifestation. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. I read what, those books. What do you, what do you, where do you stand on that? Like you, like, <clears throat> And I guess let me frame it like this. Like, I think that stuff works, but only if you're, as you're thinking about what you're trying to accomplish, you're actually like working towards those. Like, I don't think I could lock myself in the room and just think like, okay, we're going to have the most successful podcast ever. And like, it appears like we have to think that all the time, but then we, our actions have to also be in alignment with those thoughts. Like, that's where I kind of am at it. But <clears throat> what do you, where do you stand on the thing? I don't think that 30 people could sit in a circle and be and, and look at the center of the circle. There'd be a little taped X on the floor in the center of them, and they all think Lamborghini, mm -hmm. and uh, Lamborghini in time with all that energy they put into those thoughts will show up, materialize. Yeah. On the other hand, I used to play this game with my wife, and um. It's called the manifestation game. And we would wake up in the morning and every, every other day you would get a turn. So my wife would say rooster and then we would go about our day. And the second one of us saw a rooster, we would, we would say rooster and, and that would be, um, and, and then you won. Right. Mm -hmm. And one day I said, um, uh, Babadas. Or Ramdas or something. I said some guru's name, Babadas. I think it was Babadas. And I had my first meeting that day with Tony Budding, the head of media at CrossFit HQ. He's the only person on the media team at HQ. And I drove to Santa Cruz and I sat down with him. And it was like nine o'clock at night. And we're in his living room and I'm sitting on the floor and I'm talking to him. And he goes, Yeah, I used to write books for Babadas. No shit. And I text Haley. I'm like, Well, I got it, Babadas. And the reason why we stopped playing that game is one day I said to Haley $500,000 or she said it. I can't remember. It probably sounds like something I would say. And she said, okay. And later on in that day, she got hit by a car. Mm. And it ended up being really, really bad. She almost lost her leg. Mm -hmm. And uh, six months later when that case was settled, she got $500,000 from the insurance company. Oh, shit. Oh shit! <laughs> Did you when you saw the the sum or like realize yeah, the sum right, away, go, right, oh, away, no. right away, right away, right away, right away. We yeah. both looked at each other like, "Oh shit!" Oh, be careful what you wish for, huh? Um. Wow. And then I know I'm not answering your question. Um, no, you and, are. Yeah. And and then there's the thing, you know. There's the thing that I said to my. A buddy one time we, we were in, or we were in college and my buddy goes man dude he goes you miss so many good asses and i go why he goes because you're always looking at tits 
And that's the line that thieves only see a world full of wallets and purses. Mm-hmm. And it's just it, there's there's obviously and and then there's and then on top of that, I, I guess I'm just trying to throw there's I feel like you 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 laid out a big pot and now I'm just trying to throw things into it to make the stew. But there's also that thing that Patrick Bed the the book you told me to read that Patrick Bed David made the first book is you have to already see yourself where you want to be five years ahead and the world will catch up. And right. although Greg didn't talk in this self help book shit, he he did that all the time. Mm-hmm. He would mm-hmm. run so far ahead into the future and be telling stories that almost seemed like they were lies, and then three years later they were true. Hmm. And I used to always think, wow, Greg can see the future. So, um, yeah, there's, I mean, so many successful people talk, say what you say, you know? I mean, yeah. it's, it's endless ways that it's being said. Mm-hmm. That all those laws of attraction and I don't know, I don't know what the mechanism is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the mechanism is, but I do believe there's something at work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I do believe there's something. At work. But then also, I've known other people who are completely into all this shit, and they live a life of fucking misery and debt, and they're obese, and their shit's just all fucked up. Mm-hmm. But they read all these books, and they're always preaching it, and it's like, but their shit's all fucking sideways. Yeah, because they're they're probably not internally acting upon like the same way they're externally talking about it, right? It's like there's a big difference between reading something and then reading something and taking that knowledge and acting on it. So I think you're there's like a lot of like ignoring. Um what was uh shit, how did I forget his name? The guy that this showed up back into back into oh, your oh, life. Raymond, 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 Raymond. Raymond. Yeah, Raymond. A great great Raymond. example. Yeah, bizarre yeah. example. Yeah, well, he was talking about how to um, how to train it to make it stronger with the with the. Beans. Oh, you were at the house. You met him. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. how did he say to train it and make it stronger? Um, by taking the beads and then in your mind visualizing the bead like moving over, and then as you're visualizing and you move it over, like physically move the bead over. Mm. So you're mm. concentrating to where. It's like you're seeing it first for that split second and then you're moving it over. You're seeing it first. And he was talking about manifestation. And I said, okay, how could I just manifest $50 million? <laughs> you know, just the normal yeah, smart yeah, ass comment. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, uh, he goes, well, what do you know about money? And I said, well, what do you mean? And he goes, what's the origin of it? Why does it exist? How, what's the, you know, what's happening with it right now? What does it actually mean? And what is it? And I was like, hmm interesting and he goes and once you study and learn more about it and the mechanisms of how it works and why it's here he goes it'll find its way to you that's so interesting. interesting um uh, uh greg one time told me that uh and i can't believe i'd never thought of this. he said money is human energy mm-hmm. when you start thinking of it like that and you know it's that by the way your all your perspectives on on the way people behave will change by the way your your tolerance for stealing when you realize it's human energy goes way down yeah for sure <laughs> yeah mine yeah mine definitely does you know who recently said that too is elon musk that money's human energy yeah yeah like within yeah. the last month i've heard him talk about talk about that yeah we've agreed as a civilization that it's a, that's it's, it's equal to human energy yeah and it's also equal to time and it also can't exist right. without a debt existing so like money can't exist without a debt 
the two like it's like a yin and yang thing. That's what I learned after talking to Raymond too. <laughs> uh, OG Micropen money is here for cocaine and titties. From Twitch, what's up, OG Micropen? <clears throat> oh, good, good catch. The Twitch listener. There was something funny that Jeremy Eat World said. Uh, I don't know what this has to do with anything, but this is great. Sticking feathers up your butt doesn't make you a chicken. <laughs> it's true. Um. Yeah, I was going to say something about the podcast, but it can wait. It's like, sorry, I derailed that. No, 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 no. You didn't. You didn't. It's good. It's good. I think all those books are important for everyone to read. Like The The Secret and and all those books. Just to to get those, stir those juices. Whether it's true or not, I I think that there's a net benefit to stirring all those juices. Um, uh, There's another one, too. Um, There's a bunch of them. There's this one where this, I can't remember what the name, it's a whole series of books, but this lady talks to like God or spirits or something and um, conversations with Abraham or some, some shit like that. Interesting. OMG, he's reading Twitch comments. What mouth sounds? Welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) So, so that's that. That, uh everything's good life's good it was fun um yeah are we purposely not are you not revealing the gym <clears throat> oh no i don't remember the name of the gym you think that's wrong i don't remember you the remember, name of the gym do you remember the name of the owner uh rich uh riverside it's in riverside it's in uh, san bernardino riverside. it's in san bernardino county i don't think it's crossfit riverside oh okay what's his last name Alvarez. yeah maybe that sounds right he looked like an Alavarez. He looked like a Mexican dude. Lots of black haired people there. Oh yeah, CrossFit Riverside, Richard Alvarez. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Slick's yeah. got it. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Great dude. Insane gym, dude. Holy yeah. shit, it had so much equipment. That's the thing I was blown away when I went to your gym. This gym, when I go to gyms and there's like, dude, there were there were twenty rowers and twenty bikes and twenty skiers. And I'm like, how does someone pay for all that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> how in the hell does someone pay for that? Someone, someone wrote in the comments that a level one uh, isn't worth a $1,000. And I said, you have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I mean, what they expect out of it. That's in, that's like the conversation. I and they said, if you're not going to become, well, they said, if you're not going to become a coach or open an affiliate, you don't need your level one. And I thought, man, what a missed opportunity. But then I said that and this person responded, well, you should be te- getting that taught at your local affiliate. And I, I I used to I used to go to the I used to go to the park by my house in Berkeley. It was, there was a, a 400 meter track there. I ended up finding out it was a 333 meter track. Did I ever tell you that story about how I used to run it? Yeah, I was fucked up. And I would run these 59 second 400s, and I'd be like, "Fuck, dude, I am fast." <clears throat> anyway, found out it was 333 meters. Oh, um, my goodness. So, who the fuck does that? Who makes a 333 meter track? What it? Yeah, that's weird. What idiocy? Some, somebody fucked up. Huh? And they and, and they had or something. And they had pull up bars there and shit, and um, and, and everything. So I would I would load up all the weights in the back of my truck, and me and my wife would go work out there. And uh, I I started building up. People would start working out with us. Hey, can we work out with you? 
And so I had a group of people who work out with us. And I always warmed up with my version of one of the level one movement lectures. Always. Push press, push jerk, air squat, overhead squat, deadlift. I always warmed up and I always just talked about And that's what, what we did for 15 or 20 minutes. Like mm -hmm. always. I assume that's what every gym in the world did. I assume that every single fucking, and it just was on repeat, the nine movements. That's what I thought every gym did. And, and they don't, they don't, they don't. And I, and I get, I don't know how you do it at your gym, but I can't, I personally can't. And I only did that for probably like two years and I never had more than like 10 people in a class. Yeah. But I can't imagine ever teaching a class without going over a movement. And, and you, in the movements that were going to be in the workout, mm -hmm. like there's, like, there's no, there's no, the best crossfit in the world. Like if, uh, um, if, if rich Froning comes to your gym, and he's going to work out and the first 15 minutes are going to be a squat therapy. He's going to be stoked. He's not going to be upset. He's not going to be like, dude, I already know this. He's yeah. going to get an insane warm up out of it. Yep. Yeah. He's going to If you if you own a gym, how are you not I would be teaching the level 1 just over and over and over. So when he said that, I was like, "Oh yeah." I mean, I still think he's wrong. You're crazy. You're if you are a parent and you haven't taken your level 1, you're hugely missing out. Like if your wife's pregnant, and you're a dude, you should go take your level one. You will use all of the stuff in there, not even the movement stuff, just the big principle stuff. Like, hey, you only get, you get dramatic, you get dramatic adaptation and change when you work hard through difficult things. And you can apply that to everything. Mm -hmm. To everything. Uh, how, how are you not doing the Bergner warm up like in your class once a week? Just all those things. I just can't imagine not. Yeah, I mean, you should be. Well, we actually just did this last weekend. There's like a photo of it that I have here. So that's, oh. uh, yeah, so you got the PVC a, pipes out. Yeah, and that's yeah. just our coaches. And so what we do is, uh, take them through like a mock L2. And I just literally rip the material off from the L2. Yeah, and I love it. Holy shit. Together. <clears throat> Holy and shit. then, and we've done this even where we've just invited members or aspiring coaches. Like if you think you want to coach, like you're yeah. just welcome to come into the workshop. Yeah. And so you mean like one, one of your clients is like, hey, can I come? And you'd be like, Yeah, sure, come. Come, yeah. Come to come to the little bit. We've we'll done it and up. then been like, bring your parents because we're gonna teach you how to squat and how to press above your head and how to hinge and pick something up. And yeah. they can never work out here, but if they learn how to do that correctly, it'll better their lives, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so we we purposely do that all the time. And the two things that we talked about was having your um having all the members move more than you're talking. So if you're talking like and they haven't moved in 30, 40 seconds. That's there's an imbalance there. So they need to move more than than you talk. And then the other thing is, is anybody walking out of your class, if they took your class, I'd say, all right, Sevon, or so and so, you just took Sevon's class. Like, what was the two points of performance on the back squat today? And if I can't tell you what they were, then that's a problem. You didn't communicate them enough from to the group. Mm, mm. And then we always only just focus on two points of performance and purposely ignore a bunch of other mm. details just so yeah. that way yeah. people can absorb it and dial it in over time. Right. Uh, Joe Westerlin, imagine any CrossFit sport athlete not drilling the fundamentals before every single practice or game. You can't because it doesn't happen. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Imagine any non CrossFit sport athlete. So let's say a volleyball player. Yeah. Not drilling the fundamentals before every single practice, meaning some serves and. And, and bumps and mm -hmm. uh, spikes 
you can't because right right okay yeah wow. that's how they're yeah. gonna warm up you know yeah. they're gonna work the fundamentals and the same thing should happen with your with your group and we use the pvc pipe a lot with the the class and i always tell the, the new people that comes in doesn't matter if you're here for five minutes or five years you're gonna go through this thing the same exact way and there's gonna be something new that you'll pull out of it i mean i've been coaching for 12 years now and on an affiliate for 10 went and did my l2 and they made some slight corrections into my strict press that helped right just because they're always focusing on the fundamentals and improving the movement virtuosity and, as some might call it and hey if you're doing a squat if you're teaching if you're the worst teacher in the world and you start your class with teaching people how to air squat everyone's still going to get better mm -hmm. you're going to get better for teaching it you're going to probably see something they're going to get better every everything's going to get better if, even failure at this practice will make you better Nothing bad's gonna happen if you're doing air squats with people. Uh, Philip Kelly, the worst are the members and coaches who ignore the coach running the class. Absolute pricks. I just cracked that whip. Yeah, yeah. I went into Joe Westerland's gym. It was probably the leanest I've ever been in my life. Um, I remember it very well. I took a picture of my wife and sent it to my wife. It's probably the only selfie I've ever taken in mirror. I couldn't believe how lean I was. I went into their like their locker rooms there. It was it? I don't think he still owns it. Maybe he does. CrossFit Omaha. And I was snatching there, and I sent my snatch PR there. Like it's like I think it's my lifetime snatch PR. It was one forty seven. Nice, forty seven. Use the one pounders, huh? Probably something like that. But I just remember basically Joe walked over to me and was like, dude, like if you just hung out with me for a minute, I could increase your snatch by 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. And he was probably right. But I was like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably saw quite a few fundamental dude. things. If you just tightened up, you would put more weight on the bar without even having to get stronger. Dude. Right? Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. I didn't take him up on that. I could ridiculous he probably it could it could have happened right there yeah what is it if, if if someone tells you if someone tells you hey i got a 205 pound clean and jerk like okay. i can wake up from it, it it's my you know it's a young guy let's say he's yeah. uh let's say he's been doing crossfit for five years he's 30 years old and he says i got a 205 pound clean and jerk um, and you see him do it and it's good for him and you can do it easy, but it's still his max. What do you think his snatch could be or should be? I mean, I'd have to see his overhead squat. You know what I mean? I think, like how, I, think I, oh, I think my, I overheaded 175 pounds overhead squat 10 times at that point. Like 10, 10 times. Yeah. Oh, then you should, you should snatch that for sure. Then that yeah, means that's, that that's crazy. There's, yeah. That's there's crazy. a problem there. You're not lifting with your legs enough. You're putting your low back into it. You probably don't have a vertical torso before you jump. Like, there's probably just a bunch of, and you know, it's the funny, it's the same thing with business. Like you look at a business that's like, oh, this business is kind of successful. Then you find out they don't have anybody on electronic, electronic reoccurring payment. You find out that like, hey, we, you know, nobody follows up with the members when they leave or something like that. And all of a sudden you go, wow, we could do two or three minor, but fundamental things of this business and it would grow. Same thing with your snatch. I look at it and there's like two or three fundamental things that I know you're missing. And I'm like, hey, this is great news. We're going to tighten these super fundamental things up and your snatch is going to increase automatically you know i never back squatted 175 for 10 or front squatted but i overhead squat 175 for 10 once uh, how, maybe wait. maybe a few times <laughs> i know i know it's weird what is that how does that work out just obsessing on movements because when i learned the overhead squat i went to the uc berkeley weight room 
you know what's crazy too is that 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 stunt right there got me kicked out of the uc berkeley weight room i did 175 for 10 and then dropped it and they were steel yeah. weights yeah yeah yeah. I, and i was no. in a cage and it was so fucking crazy yeah that's a no-no you can't do that it's it was so loud. dude it was crazy dude and, and and back then, 15 years ago, it looked like you were doing stupid shit, even overhead squatting. Yeah, yeah, it was totally foreign, like an overhead squat. People are like, "What?" My um, my uh, someone someone said my 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 uh, mile time on the 333 meter track was like 727. I thought I was a stud, <laughs> but I was one lap short. <laughs> uh, uh, it's closer to 802. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't think it was ego lifting. I think I was just into um uh I was into um maybe ego lifting the snatch thing at Joe's gym, but I was just into all the weird thing. I CrossFit was cool for someone like me because I wasn't just I was never good at sports or anything, but there were some things I could do that other people couldn't do. So I could get mm -hmm. into a great overhead squat position. I could do muscle ups, I could do bar muscle ups before they were a thing. All I could just so I wanted to just do good at the shit that made me better than the guy who was better at me than 99% of the other shit, right? Mm -hmm. So you got a guy who's a fucking 300-pound back squat, but he can't overhead squat 175, so I thought there's something. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I don't think I ever pressed, um, shoulder pressed more, strict pressed more than 135. Yeah, either. strict press is a tough one. You got to really train that specifically to get that number to go up. I came into CrossFit with a 135, like like on day one, and it never and it never changed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because I mean, for that particular movement, you're going to have to like train it with like progressive overload where you're doing it like two, three times a week. You're <clears> building <throat> up in percentage. You're yeah. adjusting volume. Like all that has to come into play for it to climb. Boring. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, K uh, Caleb's uh, mom. No, no. Caleb's mustache. Uh, people lose their minds if you overhead squat a bar in a bodybuilding gym. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Most of those guys can't get into that position. Shoulders are too tight or whatever the case wow. is. Wow. See, like, this is just crazy to me. My pool boy, I strict pressed 200 for three yesterday. God damn. Yeah. Whoever said that they're a manifesting pool boy show up to the show. There you go. I saw that comment earlier. When oh, that, got it in. Oh, that, yeah, there he is. Jake Chapman. That's, see? That's cool. Jake, you did it. You think this is true? Rambler does a 295 press? No fucking way. No oh. way. <clears throat> no way. 295 strict press. Get out of here with that rambler. Oh, this is uh, Joe Westerlin's favorite subject. Here we go. Daniel Garrity. Joe Westerlin, my Uber driver in Boise, told me his daughter tore her ACL playing soccer. Joe's an uh, expert on uh, ACL shit, by the way. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not being facetious either. Um, fantastic uh, reference for all, all sorts of shit like that. Um, but is now building back through CrossFit made me think of you last time you're on the show. I think it was Joe. I think it was Joe who introduced me to the idea that if you, when you lose ankle flexion, everything starts, uh, the places you compensate for it start moving up towards the hip, whether it be your, yep. you know, your knees, your hip, your back. It just starts moving throughout all the other places in the body to try to co compensate for it. Yeah. And, uh, that made me even more of a proponent of uh, bare, having barefoot kids. Yeah, so they don't lose that dorsal flexion. I did hear this, and I really hesitate to say it, but I do 
think that there could be some validity to it, but I, but I don't think anyone has to worry about it, but there could be some validity to this. I did hear someone say when my kids were young that if you don't ever put shoes on, first of all, when you teach it, when your kids first starts learning how to walk and then you put shoes on them, it seems batshit crazy. That seems crazy to me. It's like, dude, do you know how hard it is to fucking walk? It is. If you've ever had a kid, it's crazy, dude. And you can sit there and be like, wow, I can't believe all of us made it. It's a lot of fucking neurological firing and balancing going on. The feet are mm -hmm. tiny compared to the rest of the structure. Mm -hmm. And the way it can move and be so agile, it's a trip, dude. It's, I mean, it's some, it, I'd, I'd be curious, you know, how, like you can see, um, you can run a program on your computer and see how hard your CPU is working and you see the numbers. When we walk, it must, the brain must be just, especially in the early days, it must be just at full capacity, a yep. chance of the CPU overheating, right? Mm -hmm. And so your kid learns how to walk and, and it, it's like day one and then you put shoes on them. It's like, are you crazy? <laughs> and at that point, all the mechanics are going to change. By yep. the way, and kids' shoes don't even fit like the way our shoes do. It's so weird. It's like their feet are different. The ratios of their feet are different. It's not even, they're not even like real shoes. They're just pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but going back to what I was saying, what I heard is I heard that if you don't ever put shoes on your kids, that it will affect them later, that they will struggle to people will struggle to like, they'll never get their full ability to operate at their highest capacity in shoes. But meaning like if you didn't put shoes on your kid until they were seven ever that when they put them on their seven something will be wrong but i don't think anyone has mm. to worry about that but but there might if you did run that experiment i suspect there could be something you do still need to practice in shoes uh, most of you will but i don't i don't think anyone here well the, i've never seen anyone who needs to worry about that do you remember the kelly star at study in the san francisco public schools was that the sitting at the desks one? yep Tell me about yeah. it. I forget. Yeah. So they basically <clears throat> just watched a bunch of kindergartners run and just observed their movements. And they all ran beautifully because it's just written in your DNA. It wasn't heel striking. They had the nice right. roll of the foot, all that. Right. And then I think by the time they followed them just in first grade, so like two school years of sitting, right? So kindergarten plus first grade. By the time that they were at the end of first grade and running, like a, a large percentage of them were heel strikers. And so they ran inefficient and there was going to be issues with it. And by the time they're in the second grade, like almost all of them were like that. And then some of them started to already have like loss of range of motion in their hips. Wow. Just in those first three years, if you go to the end of the second grade, but mostly the damage was done in those first two years. And by the, by the end of that third year in second grade, like it was pretty bad. Wow yeah my my kids i you know in the cartoons when people run they run with their arms back like this yeah that's because that's how kids run oh yeah you're right and and avi was it is um, first it <laughs> dude it's crazy dude and what was i um and, and i you know when i saw that uh, I, I saw the movie aquaman and in the movie um he was running with his brother and his brother was running like this and aquaman's like try going like this and he had to teach his older brother that who's like a grown man but since he had always been in water he swam like this and mm -hmm. went, but that's how kids are it's so funny it in my son avi didn't stop doing that until late all the other kids and all the sports he was doing were all already ran like this but i never told him to do that but finally one day it just clicked mm. But it was, it's a trip. They run like this, like those cheesy superhero cartoons. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Sevy needs a stand up desk now. I want to redo my whole, 
I want to redo all my shit. Hey, you know who um that guy Andrew who's coming on, the guy who runs the podcast for Mark Bell. Mark Bell. Yeah. yeah. He's coming on. And you know, he's starting a seminar on how to start up a uh, set up a podcast studio. Oh, cool. You know, it's funny. I watched their recent video where they moved into a new space. Did you see it? Or did they close down the old space? Yeah. Did they say why? Um, no, I don't I don't think he did in the video. I think when Mark said it, he just said, like, hey, we had the free and open gym for a long time and we're just shifting spaces now because we're combining it into the podcast studio or something. I don't know. Maybe are, are they gonna charge for the gym now? I don't think the gym's big enough for to be like a public gym. I mean, it's oh. big, don't get me wrong. Like it's gonna be a badass gym, but I think that when they shifted it, it was to be to have it be a little bit more private. When I was there a couple um, a month ago, it was massive. Yeah, and and it it was massive, and they had they had every machine you could ever think of. Yeah, it like, yeah, it, it was crazy. It was don't massive. get me wrong this this gym now looks like it's pretty it's pretty big, but um I think it's just gonna be for for Mark and whoever he had, like invite like an invite only over gym. But Andrew was inside the room where they were gonna do the podcast studio, and he's like explaining how he's gonna set it up and what he has to do for the echo and, and things like that. So I thought that that was pretty cool. And I was also my mind too. I was thinking, I was like, damn, I'm like, I'm close enough that I wonder if I could just go hang with him for a day. Yes. Just to learn, just to learn it. Just to he's learn really, it. He's really cool. They're all actually really cool. Yeah. They're, they're all actually really cool. I got to meet Mark once at uh, Greg's um, and his brother. I, I wonder if we could, if I could pay him to come do my, to do the studio here. Yeah. I definitely want to go out and see the studio because he was saying it looked like it, li it sounded like they were going to do like a couple different parts to it, maybe. So you could have like the one main podcast studio and then and then there'd be a couple other recording spaces. I can't remember now exactly, but. Oh, um, yeah, we do. Uh, read do you chat. read the chat? Uh, Far Sean Chops. Welcome to the show. All the tips, all the fine nuance and tips you need to learn about having anal without lube. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Hell yeah, awesome. He's into it. <laughs> uh, hot lady told me she likes my feminine side. Okay, I did that. Oh, I'm, I'm getting ready to go on the Garrett Glinton podcast. Oh, look at this question. <laughs> oh, golly. Golly gee. How did you know? How did you know? I gave the base jumping example earlier, and I've given this example before also about people who just misunderstand things. So my mom was an attorney for many years. Uh, she charged uh, $400 an hour, and I remember going to the Apple store with her one time, and it would it takes, you know, the trip to the Apple store, let's say, took us three hours, right? You got to go there. You got to park. You got to buy the stuff. You got to get back in your car. You got to go home. You, it's, it was like 20 miles from her house. And I told her, I'm like, hey, you should get an extra mouse here. I think you'd like this mouse better. And the guy's like, no, it comes with a mouse. And I go, yeah. And he goes, and he goes, if you don't like it, just come back. And it's like he does he didn't have the full picture. Yeah. He didn't have the full picture. He wasn't saying anything wrong. He just didn't have the full picture. And so um be cheaper for her to buy the mouse and not have to come back than it would be. <laughs> hey, buddy, it's a compliment. I'm his grandfather. <laughs> That's the thing. I started, I I had uh, I'm his grandfather. I had his dad when I was 14. <laughs> I'm his grandfather. Yeah, we can talk about Volkanovsky. Mm. You want to know something? I wonder if anyone else saw this. So Volkanovsky, you guys know he used to weigh like 220 pounds, right? Now he weighs 145 pounds. 
And what I saw around his waistband was this little tiny uh, extra skin from when he used to be uh, 240 pounds. It's very subtle. Mm. Only, only, only those of us who are experts in the field of, uh, of flesh uh, would see it. I do think that Alexander did not look in the shape that we've seen him look maybe three or four fights ago. And I don't know if he's off the juice or uh, using different drugs or I don't know what, but he did not quite look like he was in the shape that I've seen him look in. I would also say this, and, and, and the people I was watching the fight with were making fun of me. I think he was winning the fight. And they're like, yeah, until he got knocked the fuck out. And I'm like, yeah, but he's winning the fight. And they're like, until he got knocked the fuck out. Um, so uh, I, I think he was the better uh, technician. I thought that, I didn't see anything. He he clipped uh, Volkanovski on his chin. I need to see it back. I need to run it back. I'm not uh, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. Uh burn. Yeah, this is interesting. Sev, he had a drinking problem this year. Two KOs in a row. Chuck Liddell all over. Yeah, he has been saying that he's been drinking a lot of alcohol. Mm. If I had to guess your guys' names and ages. I'd say the father is Phil. Close. My name is uh, Abdul Jamal Hassan uh, Habibi, but close. Phil works. My friends call me Phil. He's 58. <laughs> close. And he works at a Starbucks as a cafe manager. <laughs> <laughs> and does some casual work as a gas station cashier a couple days a month. How are you doing, my friend? Do not steal the candy bar. Oh, what my are you gosh. Doing? Oh my god. Jake Chapman, UFC for men is like Sex in the City for women. I never watched yeah. Sex in the City, but I heard that it was written for male characters and then they decided to make it female characters. And that oh, and that's interesting. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And so you get this you get this whole genre of women who are f perverts, but it's really men and then it screwed with all the women who watched it like it was like some way to be. There was some fulfillment and just just riding <laughs> cock all the time. <laughs> I remember when that movie came out, I was still bartending at Black Angus and the amount of like women that would come in there in groups and order cosmopolitans and flirt was insane. And and that was the drink of the show? Yeah, I think I think so. It had to have been. I I'm not familiar with any of the sex in the city at all, except for the fact that I know that there's just a bunch of uh promiscuous women living in the city. Being boss bitches. Yeah, just riding riding old cockola. Uh, hey, the the best show the best show I've ever seen is um, Californication with the Coveney. God, I love that show. Uh, the the Sun, that's you, Matt. Yeah, I think it, uh, Trent Jones works. <laughs> He's twenty four. Comic book store cashier and pizza delivery man. Why does he? Get, that's a cool as shit for twenty four, dude. That's I would awesome. I would kill that at twenty four. Uh, comic book store cashier and pizza delivery man. It's only cool for two more years, then Jesus people start to question funny. your choices in life. <laughs> now, foreign chops, I would like to, um, I would like to, uh, I would like to uh, tell you what, I, what, who I think you are. Mm. I think that uh, you woke up this morning and ate some pop tarts and reduced your life expectancy by uh, two weeks. Um, you, uh, the first thing in the morning you do is uh, you turn on your three giant uh, game gamer TVs in your bedroom. And uh, dust off your uh, joysticks and your remote controls and all that. You uh, go to your Amazon account and look at the new headset you've wanted to buy for the last uh, six months. 
but it costs thirty two ninety five, and you can God, that seems so exp- <laughs> that seems that seems so fucking expensive to you. Uh, your penis is raw because you masturbate to porn so much, and you struggle with that deeply because uh, you you think that fuck, I'm never gonna get any pussy if I if I keep if I keep doing this. Uh, you you find girls with septum rings uh, uh, attractive. And you think um, uh, insecurity and mental illness is a normal feature of the uh, homo sapien. And when you heard me say homo sapien, you got offended because you thought that was some sort of derogatory comment towards homosexuals. <laughs> Am I close? Come on, baby. Come on. Well, he said, what about my name, age, and job? Um, uh, you, you, you don't even – you've been using a fake name for so long. <laughs> uh, since you started your hormone therapy and transitioning, um, your name is, uh, su- your first name is super. Your last name is victim. And, um, and you're thinking about moving to Canada. Fucking Trump wins. This is clearly, you think I'm unemployed. <laughs> no, 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 no. You have a night job at the uh, quick stop and, uh, and, but, but you cost the company more in stealing Slurpees than in actual money you sell. <laughs> You would know this as a cafe manager. So that <laughs> <laughs> So I I hope you appreciated that. Let me let me uh that that brings me to this. That that brings me to this. We haven't talked about this in a long time but you know that for uh psychological issues there used to be a surgery it was called a lobotomy a frontal lobotomy they basically would either just open up the front of your brain that your forehead and take a butter knife and mush the front of your brain with a butter knife or they would just fucking take a spike and drill it up here uh, between your eyes along the angle of your nose and just hammer a spike into your brain by the way that wasn't nice that i did that to you far far in chops i'm sure there's some nuances to your character and, and i and I apologize for judging you just because you come from Twitch. That was brutally honest. It should be more subtle, but accurate. Uh, So, so, so they made that illegal. They made that illegal. And since then there are no surgeries for uh, being a uh, misbehaving that like it it became, it's, it's cruel and unusual punishment. And now, for some reason, if you have a mental disorder, uh, it's a legitimate surgery to chop your penis off or chop your tits off or give someone drugs to uh, either increase their testosterone or suppress it. So we've fallen back into some weird, grotesque stone age, the, the way we're, we're, we're treating our uh, fellow man. Instead of helping them, we've become codependents. But this, I found this, uh, the septum ring is just pure idiocy to me but check this out here we go in the day all the mentally ill people got this piercing done but nowadays it seems like all the mentally ill people are choosing to get this piercing done back in the day all the mentally ill people got this piercing done but nowadays it seems like all the mentally ill people are choosing to get this piercing done. And, and, and why is that <laughs> what, what do you think it is why are the mentally ill people getting their nose pierced and dyeing their hair blue I think it's fair. Someone could be like, hey, you're making a presupposition. That's true. Dude, I I think we can go with it's a strong correlate. Yeah. You woke up. You got in your car. You drove down to CVS. You bought blue hair dye. You slid your ATM card in there. You came home and spent the day dyeing your hair blue. 
does that concern the whole time concern the whole time that your 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 13 bracelets are going to get caught on your septum ring as you're doing your hair <laughs> 13 bracelets. i mean dude what <laughs> yeah that's interesting does that type of behavior just like is it is it an attention thing is it because it just kind of demands attention you remember the old um who are the fucking so pickup artist weird. dudes that were just like the biggest fucking weirdo nerds, but just like would show people how to like, it was like the pickup artist or something like that. And it was like helping nerds get laid, but they would do, they would wear this, like, like it'd be this pink fucking fedora, like scarf. And they would wear this like top hat or whatever to the bar and would just wear this like ridiculous stuff because it just like demanded attention. And they would like walk in. And once they got the attention, they would try to like utilize that to like pick up chicks. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a fact that blue hair makes you crazy. I'm just saying it's a strong court. Look, look, uh, Brianna Roney, uh, Danielle Brandon had blue hair at one point. Yeah. And she's pretty wild, right? Yeah. It doesn't, I mean, that kind of exemplifies our point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's wild, right? Yeah. We're pretty simple creatures. We're pretty robotic. There has to be a, there is a strong, like 90% of the people who not get septum rings and hair, they have a thought or, or a, a, a group of thoughts or perceptions that, that are causing them to do that. It is, it is not, it is, it is not attractive. It is not attractive. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, think that if you do find it attractive, it's, it's not for the, it's, it's not attractive that you find it. It's not the word attractive. It's, it's, um, out of maybe out of, out of curiosity that, that you're interested in that. It's, 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 it's just not attractive. It's just not, I'm going to stand by that. Uh, small boobs are attractive. Big boobs are attractive. Tall girls are attractive. Short boys are attractive. Everything. There's all sorts of attractive things. They're, they're on different meat. They're on different scales and interests and and things like that. But dyeing your hair blue and put punching a hole through the through that really sensitive part of your nose that no one even wants touched, and then you punch a hole through that. God damn it! <laughs> God, I want you to punch a hole through this thing. Are you oh, out of yeah. your fucking mind? Yeah, no boobs. No boobs are fine. There's all these things like on a superficial level that you may that someone may think is good or bad, but 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 it's not. It's all just like we all just want like intimacy. But the blue hair, it's like somehow you're you're drawing someone to you for the wrong reason. The reason to get a septum ring. Here's the reason to get a septum ring. I'll tell you the reason. So that you know that anyone who's attracted to you is not who you should go after. <laughs> How's that? That that's the only thing I could think of. It's like you try it on, and anybody that approaches you, you go, "That was a trick." That was yeah. And the person who worthy. thinks it's absolutely disgusting and like, "What the fuck?" That's the person you want. Be like, "All right, you're my target." Oh. Hi. Hi. Hey. you take the twins to your moms or do i need to drop them off okay i'm gonna get i'm gonna get off the podcast now i'll stop fooling around with my friends <laughs> okay bye. bye love you listen if you want a crazy bitch date a redhead mm, naturally yeah. crazy yeah uh, yeah yeah 
You want a crazy? You want a crazy fucking dude? Get the data redhead. Have you been keeping up on Tommy G's videos? No. Okay. He wrote, I, I watched the one. I kept looking for the one in the Bay Area because remember he was out here with like Ricky. And oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. it was like the the like hardest Bay Area Afghan gang. Was that Trent's mom on the phone? <laughs> that, <laughs> it was. Yes. Yes, it was. Good call. Damn. You quick. We like you. Welcome yeah. to the show. Oh, what? Sorry, so sorry. What about the Afghan gangs? Oh yeah, so it was like that the Afghan gang or whatever out here in the Bay Area, and they're uh, based out of Fremont. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm gonna check this out. I haven't seen Tommy G. So I threw it on as like background noise, and like a couple minutes into this, I was like, what the? F these dudes are fucking crazy. Like not crazy as in like gangster. Like like these dudes don't. They don't have fucking. They don't think. They have no discernment. They don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, these guys one, he hangs with, dude. In one fucking sentence, he goes, Tommy G brings up and he goes, yeah, well, if you go back to Afghanistan, like, do you, do you, is there certain things you disagree with? Like the fact that women can't go out in public without a male, they can't drive, they can't be educated, blah, blah, blah. And the kid goes, he's like, well, that's, that's more or less like a, um, that's a, that's a protective thing. Like, do you really just want your woman out there? And then he says one other thing and he goes, oh, but I don't mean to be sexist. Like, what the fuck? And then they go, okay, are you from are you from Afghanistan? He goes, no, I'm from here, but I, I can't wait to go back to my country. And have you ever like, been you afraid? Have you ever been around a man who has to feels like he has to always protect his woman? Like everything she does, he has to go out with her. Yes. It's fucking holy shit. Hey, dude. Dude, you can put that with the blue hair and the fucking septum ring. Oh like dudes shit, that are like that. Dude. Dudes that are shit. like that. I gotta Won't tell let you their someone wives go anywhere. I'll tell you someone I know that's like that. It's fucking crazy. Mm. I'm so mm. bummed this person's like that. Yeah. Uh, walked into the local bookstore yesterday. First book in the kids only section. The book Bodies Are Cool was there. All right. I love you guys. Susie, I got to go. Uh, yep. I'll be at the tennis tournament today. I'm not sure if I'm if I'm oh, doing cool. that or if I'm going to stay home with the, the Rugrats. All righty. I'll talk um, to you later. Uh, RB, I still can't believe you had Patrick Bet David on here. He's been on a roll. What are you talking about? You can't believe he's been on here. What are you? RB, just you wait. Just you wait. He can't believe he's been on here. Just you wait. Thank you for tuning to the Sevon Podcast. The greatest host in the entire podcast space. It's been a pleasure dealing with you. Love you guys. Bye bye. Oh, check your